1: Guys, we are here back in the fantasy bar with six of my favorite plays on DraftKings for the eight game Thursday slate. A couple bats under 4,000. We're searching out some home runs. Who's going to hit them? Belly up to the fantasy bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Rare Thursday edition Beers Daily Fantasy 6-pack back here in the fantasy bar, ready for this big slate on DraftKings. Six of my favorite players, as always, five hitters, one pitcher. Skipped out on yesterday, only four games. Didn't like that slate. Like this one much better for you guys. So we're here to give you my favorite plays. Let's start with some of those bats. Let's start under 4K at shortstop with Gene Segura, just 3,900. So, hot bat coming into this one. Six multi-hit games for him now over the last 10. I've been very solid against lefties this season. 398 Woba, 310 ISO, and a 90% contact. So, really putting the bat on the ball against left-handed pitchers. I know Madison Bumgarner, a solid pitcher. But Segura lines up very well with Bumgarner and the pitches he uses. The cutter, the sinker. Woba over 425 against both those pitches. And you're talking about over 60% of what he's going to throw to right-handed hitters, not to mention that. Also giving up a lot of hard contact. 45% hard contact rate. The fly ball rate approaching 40%. So yes, he's a big name. Not a name we're going to avoid here. I like the Phillies, but I really love this price. I think Gene Segura had a tough shortstop position to lead us off. At 3,900. All right, let's stand the infield at third base. Next play for us, Chris Bryant, 4,500. This guy's numbers just jump off the page against lefties. Very simple. 190 WRC plus for him is ISO sitting at 373, seventh in all of baseball in that category. And in the Woba department, only a few names ahead of him. Some of the biggest names in baseball JD Martinez, Manny Machado, Nelson Cruz, those are the only guys with higher weighted on base averages against lefties. what chris bryant's bringing to the table and the matchup with mr wood solid in the power department the fly ball rate the hard contact rate both over 42 percent a 233 iso chris bryant call my shot going yard here tonight great price at forty all right let's get you some value back under four thousand. 000 trying to make life easy on you with sam travis 3600 So Boston to gimme here. I could have done six guys from Boston. I'm not going to load up the six-pack with the Red Sox. They are in a great spot here tonight. But I like Travis for a few reasons. Gives you cheap access to that team. Projected to score almost seven runs here tonight. He's cheap, $3,600, a great price, and first base or outfield, wherever you want to utilize him, we're going to even put him in the outfield. We'll get to a first baseman I like here in a second, but I like this spot for Travis. Really hits the fastball well. 403 3 Woba gets that pitch, and Peters uses that pitch quite a bit, almost 50% of the time, two right-handed hitters. None of the other numbers really jump off the page for Sam Travis, besides his hard contact rate, 42%, a solid number here. But Mr. Peters, the main reason we're here, we know J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts. Those guys jump off the page because this guy's been bad against righties. You see the numbers there. Great matchup here for Boston. Don't overthink it. But Travis, a cash game play to alleviate some of that salary, a tournament play, and again, that multi-position eligibility makes him very valuable to us here on DraftKings. One of the best value plays on the board tonight at $3,600. alright right, got to get you a starting pitcher. I'm going to roll with John Gray, 8200 Let's face the San Diego team a lot. Some people will worry about that. I see a lot of strikeouts in the future here. 23 strikeouts for him already in just 19 innings against San Diego this season. And against right-handed pitching, Padre, second most strikeouts in the league, over 26% strikeout rate. This guy's gone over 21 DraftKings points in four of his last eight starts. So kind of gives you that boom bust tournament feel, but even in cash games, I feel good about him. You get about the best park upgrade you could ask for outside of going to San Francisco, maybe going from Coors Field to San Diego. And you look at this Padres lineup, five of the projected starters with a 25% or higher strikeout rate against right-handed pitching. Three of them with 31% or higher strikeout rate. And he's been good against righties, 26% strikeout rate. A lot of these big bats in this Padres lineup. Are from the right side of the plate. John Gray, great price here in the mid-range. Solid matchup in a great pitcher's park. Loving everything here for John Gray at 8,200. All right, back to the bats in the outfield. Another big popper for us, Aaron Judge, 4,500. So this price kind of floored me on Aaron Judge under 5K. No, he hasn't been great lately, but I'm gonna buy low here at 4,500 all day. Now we know he doesn't have enough at bats to qualify, but if he did. That 477 Woba would put him above Chris Bryant, who we just talked about, would actually rank him third in all of baseball. The ISO a little lower than you'd expect, but still a 263 number. Very solid there. And the hard contact rate here, one of the highest rates you're gonna see at almost 67% against lefties. I don't need to get into all the stats here for Mr. Pinone. He's been bad. We'll just focus on the two we really want to look at for a power hitter fly ball rate the hard contact rate both checking in at over 40 percent Aaron Judge another guy gonna call the shot here going yard great price at $4,500 right it's time to take a look at my favorite play guys but before we do that who's your favorite play who's your beast of the night here on the slate in the comment section below the video let me know while you're there guys on YouTube very simple subscribe to the channel also, click that thumbs-up button. That's the tip jar here in the Fantasy Bar, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play you know, Mass, the Beast of the Night. <laughs> All right, peace time. We're going to keep going with the big hitters. We're going to go over 5K in this one at first base with Freddie Freeman, 5,400. Tonight's Beast of the Night red hot right now is Freddie Freeman. Last three games alone, eight hits and three home runs. A home run in each of those games. A solid 280 ISO against right-handed pitching. Nice 159 WRC Plus and Mr. Hernandez. A disaster against lefties. You see 355 ISO. One of the higher numbers that you'll see. 442 weighted over in. And of course, the hard contact rate, the fly ball rate, both sitting right around 45 to 55 allowed. If I have to pick one guy to hit a home run tonight, we've already picked a few. I think Freddie Freeman is going to have a huge night here tonight. The numbers line up. We pay the price. Freddie Freeman, easily my favorite play on DraftKings tonight. of the night. Alright guys, that wraps up here for Thursday night in the fantasy bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, hit me up in the comment section right below the video. You can also reach out and follow me on Twitter. at am your for Com. I am beer saying salut best of luck here tonight guys we'll be back tomorrow with another six pack so keep an eye out for that good luck
2: and we'll see you. Hey thanks for checking out our videos if you want more expert advice on DraftKings FanDuel or any other daily fantasy sports make sure you check out the current videos playlist. going on Roto Grinders. Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it is 5 o'clock. Actually, I'm lying. It's 5.02 on the East Coast, 2.02 on the West Coast, 4.02 Tennessee time, It's of course which time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Joining me today, it's 1Pepsi7. Pepsi, 7. Pepsi how's, uh, how's Thursday treating you? Thursday's treating
3: me good, man. Life is good. Uh, winning some money in baseball these days. It's nice to get hot and get rolling. Uh, another interesting eight-game slate full of pitching, not a lot of offense to be had, but uh,
2: this is an interesting one, Dean, and I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, how are you these days? It's been a while for us. It's been at least a week. I'm doing all right. I'm not really sure why we haven't uh, crossed paths so much for whatever reason, but uh, yeah, I, I talk to you on Skype, and I think you ignore my messages, and I don't want to make this awkward or anything, but uh, you know, it'd be nice if you just kind of gave me like a BRB or be right back and let me know what's going on, but uh, yeah.
3: My Skype hasn't been working very well recently. I just, yeah, I got to get that looked at, I guess. Sorry about
2: that. I know a guy. I'll pop I'll, I'll, I'll some out there for you. But uh, yeah, you mentioned it's an eight gamer tonight. We'll break it down for sure. You got all hour to knock it out. You got Cardi uh, and Roth on layaway to knock it out for crunch time as well. Football is going down tonight, at least football in parentheses, but you can play football DFS. There's an 11 game uh, preseason slate, I believe. Jamino uh, and his team, Jamino absolutely crushed. Uh, an article and, it, and it's worth sharing. If you guys are praying members, if you're playing football tonight, you absolutely must uh, read that. There's also a video too. I'm not really sure if you can watch that video and watch our video at the same time, but there's a praying member, Hammond uh, and uh, Dunlop uh, did a video as far as breaking down the, the slate as well. And I'm playing some uh, some baseball tonight for sure. We're going to break it down, but I'm also going to play some NFL. I'm going to dabble in there and just have some fun and basically just uh, use Jamino and uh, Hey, I'm not sure how, much, how often you jump in the Discord there, but uh, I was in the Discord earlier today for NFL. It was hopping. Uh, DB was in there. Uh, Jamino, of course, was in there talking football. I think I saw Stevie in there. Uh, and a lot of the regulars, a lot of the members, it's like 200 people or so jumping back and forth, throwing ideas. And information is king when it comes to preseason. And uh, it's 200 different people or so sharing information. So if you're playing NFL preseason, you're a premium member, absolutely jump in that Discord channel tonight. Pepsi, I presume you're not playing football, but I don't want to be presumptuous. Yeah, I'm not
3: doing the preseason football. Not really my thing there, but I think it's awesome that we have it. And I, like you said, there's a huge edge to be had. Information is king, and Jamino is the man. So that alone is probably worth the premium package. But uh, yeah, you can certainly take advantage of that. But it's nice to know football's back. I, I love watching it. I enjoy playing it. I uh, don't usually dabble in the preseason. Probably won't. I'll focus on baseball, but I'll be ready when the when the main season starts. Obviously.
2: The chat is really polite here. I'm looking at the rotor runners chat, of course. I'm sure YouTube chats being polite as well. Shout out, YouTube. If you guys are watching us there over there, feel free to like and subscribe. But they're telling me how nice the spade looks. Pepsi, yeah. you know, maybe you could you know, – it'd be okay. I mean, I'd once in a while hear a nice word and have you say, hey, you know what? Just because you got butchered a couple days ago doesn't mean you can't say you got a nice spade. That's really not fair because to those <laughs> who don't know,
3: pre-show, I actually said to Dean, man, the haircut looks great. You look slimmed down like you're losing some weight even. Maybe it's just the haircut and, you know, we uh-huh. talked about it you looked and uh hey somebody here Laritan, laritain sorry saying that you look 15 years younger i don't know about 15 years but uh i gotta admit
2: it's a nice looking haircut that's this may be the best you've ever looked to me i'm curious where he's starting like what was the starting point i look like 70 (laughs) yeah 55 to 40 (laughs) (laughs) i just i want to know the starting point of that but uh you can get uh, late 30s i think you can you can get away with
3: that i think like that's his great compliment well, you're older than late 30s, I believe, so I think
2: that is a compliment. Why are you going to out me like that? What are you talking about? I'm older than Pepsi? I'm just, I'm just guessing. I don't know for sure. Yeah, you're the one that goes around telling people you're 27. Well,
3: that's what most people suggest. I don't tell them that I'm 27.
2: That's true, necessarily. But uh, <laughs> uh, the Rotor badge program, of course, we're going to mention that as well. If you guys are not rocking the RG badge, why not? You can get yourself RG Premium uh, for one month for free if you finish in the top 10 of certain contests uh that are big enough obviously you don't have to finish in the you know one two or three you don't have to finish in the podium just grab yourself one through ten you get yourself one month of rotor grounders premium of course nfl right around the corner for baseball you get the lineup hq you get cheeses musings uh expert rankings crunch time ross weather ownership percentage uh premium podcast expert survey which pepsi took part in today we're probably gonna let's let's share that in the old screen share today you go good with that pepsi absolutely we'll do that later on the show uh, Slate IQ as well. And if you guys want to partake in the old RG badge contest, all you got to do is click that link that D-Train's dropping in the uh, chat for you. Of course, you all know D-Train, fabulous multitasking uh, producer. By the way, we have a more precise uh, bowling average for Devin. He's he's, he's given us, he's had enough, a big enough sample size, not 10,000 bowling games, but enough where he can uh, whittle down. Uh, it doesn't satisfy Cardi necessarily, but uh, he's now, remember he used to say his average in bowling is 100 to 150, which is yeah. everybody's average. Uh, he's now Figured it out. It's between 115 and 130. So good for him. There you go. It was bowling night last night. We had a conversation pre-show. I got to ask you, Dean, how much does the haircut like that cost in the United States of America? Uh, this, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of a snob when it comes to, but I I'm, I'm new to the, uh, the area here in Nashville, still sort of new. And I haven't really found like a barbershop and I like, I like the pole. The pole gives it authenticity. Gives it gives a confirmation, like the red and white pole. I, that, that's what I want to see. But yeah. on my way to work on my hour, hour, on my one mile drive to work, on the way is a supercuts, and i'm like screw it i'm just gonna go to and you really can't butcher this thing up it's not that hard to do you know two and one we're good to go fade it not too high uh this was 16 american dollars yeah okay okay yeah. i had
3: i get mine done i think fairly cheap and mine was um 13 and change plus tax Like i think 15 bucks 16 bucks oh, wow. the same idea so
2: uh that's those like, are loonies and toonies though
3: yeah that's better though because your 16 is like 20 to me so i think it's a little cheaper so i was and just how curious was Pepsi tips on on that uh, on that haircut I usually do three bucks. I think that's okay, right? I don't know. That's generally what I do. Uh, a little shady, is you it? What, do you tip more than three? I yeah. gave I'm to do. It. I, gave, I gave him a. I gave five. Yeah, I've done it before, but I'm. You know, I just. I think three is okay, right? If it's just. I mean, it's a pretty simple haircut. It's done I'm gonna hand ten. a five and say, "Give me back 2 I'm not gonna be that guy. No, I don't pay with cash. Everything's done by my credit card, right? So you just add the tip in there. I mean, I'm curious. What does everybody think? It's a $13
2: haircut. I'm tipping three. I think that's okay. Well, they also want it in cash because, they, well, it's a whole thing. But, like, it's better off getting in cash as opposed to on the, on the, on the card. But uh, that's going down a different road. Do you want to give the shout-outs, by the way, Pepsi, as far as those that are rocking the RG badge. We have NFL. That's, a, that's who's – I don't know if it's NFL is going to be rocking it. So welcome, NFL, to rocking the badge. And then uh, BBC Boy. So there you go. Uh, welcome to Rockin' the Old uh, RG Bitch. Uh, Pepsi, you ready to dive in and talk about the slate? I guess so.
3: Yeah, I think I'm ready. Tonight, an gamer should be fun. I mean, there's, uh, as I mentioned, not a lot of offense to talk about, but the, the pitching is going to be a lot of fun to break down tonight. Is it a lot of fun? Because I don't yeah. know how to distinctly separate one from the other. It's yeah, the it's problem. tough. I mean, that, what's interesting about it is instead of going, you know, having a player or a pitcher pool of three or four – And then hammering offenses, you could have a pitcher pool of like eight and stick to two offenses. It's kind of the opposite tonight. I don't know. I'm quite intrigued by that a little bit. I'm going to mix them out quite a bit, but I agree with you. There's probably about six arms that are all worth are within, you know, four to $500 that are probably all going to be within
2: four or five points as well. Yeah. This is definitely a slate where all the slates got to fire up the old play IQ and just see like, you know, how maybe today's distinctly different than others, as far as a specific lineup, Uh, a lineup that may not normally strike out so much, but today's lineup is more apt to do so. Uh, based upon who's being like rested and who's uh, just getting the spot start. Uh, Obviously the big names, it's pretty big names. Like you said, 16 guys throwing baseballs tonight. Chris Sale, who's been beat up of late. Uh, The price kind of reflects that, you know, he's below Boyd, he's below Clevenger, he's below Nola for the asking price. And yeah, you know, of course, he's been absolutely shellacked of late, but if you look at it, you got to dig into it. That's been a result of bad Hip. you can make that argument, I suppose, the batting average on balls in play have been really high. Uh, Also the Yankees just, you can see the Yankees have his number, They've just been absolutely destroying him. Well, remember years ago when Pedro said like the Yankees are his daddy. Like the, the yeah. Yankees are sales daddy this year. It seems that way. He's getting <laughs> absolutely sure, daddy. There you go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hearing them chant that was unbelievable in Yankee Stadium. Man, sound like a hundred thousand fans are chanting that.
2: Yeah. Well, Who did you root for in the Yankees? Red Sox or just oh, always the Red Sox?
3: I just, I just, I grew up hating the Yankees as a Blue Jays fan in the AL East. I mean, the Red Sox, I guess, should be similar. They're spending the money doing their thing too. But I just. Yeah, it was always the Yankees as a team I would bash. And uh, we were talking about earlier this year, I, I don't hate the Yankees as much anymore. Maybe I'm growing up, but I don't really hate anybody. But uh, it's like they're not a team that I want to hate anymore, you know? So uh, I'm actually cheering for the Red Sox to miss the playoffs now. I thought it would be more interesting.
2: Well, also, it's like a, it's like a bunch of dudes that like, they haven't like, bought, per se. Like, they didn't buy Maven. They didn't buy Talkman or Romine or Ford or Valera or Urshela. Like, there's all these guys that are playing. Of course, you know, they have – and Sanchez is homegrown. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of guys. That Severino's a homegrown player as well. Judge just well, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Stanton they bought, but like nobody wanted Stanton. The actually had to give him some money to take him away because that contract was that contract was exorbitant. Uh, let's jump back to pitchers for a second here, Pepsi. Because look, it's Sale. Uh, I, I think he should bounce back against an Angels team. Granted, they don't strike out a ton necessarily. There are a couple lefties that are lurking in that lineup, but uh Boyd is the most expensive guy at home versus Kansas City and of course what is it like eight straight games now where he's had at least eight strikeouts for Matt Boyd
3: yes, that's correct
2: of course he's given up plenty of home runs as well too which is kind of sort of his hiccup to some degree uh and then there's Clevenger who feels like uh, a really really interesting tournament play obviously a huge number as far as the k expectancy or the k percentage in the season in a small sample he hasn't fixed the entire year but he has the toughest matchup there against Minnesota a great ballpark against San Francisco Like, and then you know, there's Herman for the Yankees, who I guess is their ace right now. I suppose he's their ace, yeah. He's Uh, pitched like it, yeah. So, like, and then you know, we have Mad Bum, uh, we have John Gray against San Diego, we have you know, Hamels has been solid. There's a lot of good pitchers, and Keiko against the Marlins, who's not you know, not sexy, but he should be perfectly fine. Like you said, it's gonna be really, really hard, but it's a struggle as far as figuring out the bats. It's really obvious, spoiler alert, like the Yankees and the Red Sox are gonna be like you know, the best hitters you want, but. Pepsi, say it with me, we are leave in the world of a salary cap. You can't get, you know, double barrel as far as the arms and the best bats in the world. So first, let's tackle the top. Uh, I don't really know how we're going to do the tiers here, but as far as Boyd, Clevenger, Nola, Sale, separate it. Who's the top for you?
3: You know, I think overall where the top cash came first, I think it's Nola for me. You know what I mean? He's been lights out since the all-star break. You know, obviously the San Francisco Giants are a weak offense. That ballpark is fantastic for pitching in. I think he's our safest bet to a quality start. I think a K per inning is certainly playable. I think you can play him in GPPs as well because I don't expect him to be all that popular. But cash games, Noah's my lock. One, one pitcher site like FanDuel, SP1 and DK in fantasy draft, it's Noah. After that, I think I'm going to Boyd. As you mentioned, eight straight with eight strikeouts or more. Uh, the opponent, Kansas City, is not very good. Uh, we know he's pitching deep into games. He's got the GPP upside. We're not too worried about the bats getting to him there. Uh, and a quality start, obviously, in play as well. So that's probably my, you know, top GPP arm. Sale's interesting. I want to talk about Sale a little bit here. The Yankees beat him up the last two starts. You could probably give him a couple of free passes because it's the Yankees. The two starts prior to that, he was lights out. But the three starts prior to that, he gave up five runs in each of those starts. So that's three starts in a row, five runs. Was that Toronto as well? Uh, he owned Toronto once and also got beat up by Toronto. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... um. You know, you're looking at five of his last seven starts where he's really been roughed up, Sale so last. But he still looks fine. The velocity looks good. The K rate's still good. The walks are down. The Angels don't strike out a lot. It's a good ballpark. With all this pitching on here, I'm going to have less ownership on sale than probably most just because of those factors. It's like I want to see him go out and throw a gem again to you feel comfortable with him. Also, Clevenger, I mean, hey, this guy's been great, and he can have a big game. And he's one of these guys that you got to like in tournaments. So if he ends up looking like he's going to be – you know, sub 5% or something crazy. He might. like it because – sorry? He might. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't make a yeah, job, but... yeah, sorry. I didn't catch you said there. But, uh, yeah, you're right. He very well might. And, and Minnesota could be had. They will strike out. Now, they've got a ton of power as well. So if Cleverage is going to go 7, strike out 10, he's probably going to get up a couple home runs. But we're okay with that because that's what Boyd's been doing. That's what Verlander's been doing. We're fine with that as long as we're getting the strikeout. So that whole group of four there, it's Nolan Cash, it's Boyd and GPPs. And Clevenger and Sale are very close. I'd still give the edge to Sale, but for some reason, I, I feel like I just want to see Sale do it again. I feel like, you know, I know he's had some bad luck. The underlying numbers thing has been bad, quite a bit too. So I give Sale the edge over Clevenger, but uh, I still like Boyd better in GPPs and Nola better
2: in Cash. Yeah, it's not just Babbitt with Sale. It's also the, the homer and the fly ball rates has been skewed as well, too, of late, yeah. which, yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I'm taking a look as far as the Angels lineup. Uh, we have Fletcher leading off, by the way, 138 point appearances, right, against Lefty is the last – uh, this is this is this season. Two point nine percent K percent. That is just terrible from an off, from a pitcher perspective. That's yeah. not the guy you want leading off against you. But Otani's in there, which is good because you know he strikes. He's got great pop, obviously, but strikes out thirty four percent of the time, lefty on left. Uh, I was happy to see him in there. Upton as well, forty one percent striking out. That's kind of a small sample, but he does strike out a good bit. And then they, Max Stassi is there instead of like what was it, Luke Roy earlier in the year. So there are some more Ks, like Rangifo will strike out as well. So it's not as bad, of course, we know Andrelton Simmons on the DL as well. So it's not like the worst Angels lineup from a uh perspective. I was hoping that like uh, what Feist would get in there, but of course, unfortunately he did not crack the lineup. I felt like he was a couple of Ks on layaway for sale. Um, anything interesting as far as the KC lineup or it's pretty standard for Boyd?
3: Yeah, it's pretty standard. And, you know, I, I'm not too worried about it there. You know, we got some righties that can mash a little bit. And again, we know the hard hit rates there, but to me, boys, the GPP play. So I like him a little better than sale, not a lot, but a little better. Um, even though he's priced higher, just because of the reasons that I mentioned before, I feel like that's a little bit safer and I feel a little more comfortable with him knowing that uh, Kansas city will strike out a little bit more. And I, I just think he's pitching better. And again, sale might go lights out tonight and that's why I'm going to have some sale. But again, Five of his last seven, really ugly. Um, and again, the underlying numbers are telling us it's mostly unlucky. And I hope that's the case. But, uh, and we are getting a discount on sale, which is nice yeah. too. But I'm going to be a little lower on him than maybe most.
2: Yeah, I don't know who this guy is, Denis or Denis, uh, cracking the lineup here for, for KC. I just uh, fired up, uh, you know, his Fangraphs card because I've never heard of this person before. Uh, projection miles. I'm just curious from a strikeout perspective. He doesn't seem like a guy that's going to strike out a ton, <clears throat> at least according to projections in the minors. He struck out at 13.6%. uh The bat has him projecting out at 17 points uh, as far as the K rate. Uh, steamer at 18.2%. So uh, I don't think he's, well, WRC plus 119. Let's see. This season, the minors, the 13 homers and seven stolen bases for what it's worth. Eh, he could be interesting. I mean, I don't know if he's in the player pool or not, but if he's like a super punt, that doesn't seem like the worst idea in the world, especially considering. You know, it's going to be hard to find some offense. Uh, and Boyd has, you know, as good as he's been, he's definitely yielded some home runs for sure. Uh, let's let's work our way down, Pepsi. Or did you, did you want to give the sales pitch or did you give these sales pitches for us how much you like Nola? It's, it's obviously the ballpark, right? And like how good he's been.
3: Yeah, I, like I said, lights out since the All Star break. San Francisco's terrible. The ballpark's great. Uh, somebody also asking about Fandom. It's the same for me. It's still Nolan Cash on, on Fandom. I give the edge to Boyd and GPPs. And of course, we're never down a little further on some other guys that we like. But uh, it's still number one, cash, Nola, number one, GPP, Boyd, and then I would go Sale Clevenger.
2: What about this next tier of uh, Herman and, uh, you know, Mad Bum against Philadelphia, great ballpark, obviously. Keiko, great ballpark, terrible, you know, terrible opponent. They strike up more against, you know, righties as opposed to, to lefties. Uh, you know, but Keiko's a guy that can go seven innings strong. What, what's your take? And I don't want to skip on John Gray, who's like, you know, outside of cores, obviously, you know, great ballpark shift for him. And all those righties that are lurking in that San Diego lineup, they, they have some power, but they also strike out plenty as well. Uh, and I don't mean to discount Hamels, but uh, I think Hamels is kind of taken aback as far as his grouping. What's your take?
3: I mean, Herman has been very good. I just feel like his price point kind of leaves him in no-man land, you know? I think I want to pay up for these aces, or I want to pay down a little bit to get what could be a similar result here. Herman certainly has the upside. He's, he's been the Yankees' ace, as you mentioned earlier. That Jays lineup is young. They're a little free-swinging. I think there's only two guys, maybe one now, in that lineup with a you know, strikeout rate below 23%. So the potential for a big game is there, but the potential for these Jays to get at him is certainly there as well because he continues to get some hard hits to righties. So I just think his price point kind of leaves him off of, the, uh, off of the player pool. Maybe the same with Hamels as well. A tough ballpark since he can be you know, frustrating to face. I don't know if he's all the way back yet, if he's going to throw you know, 95, 100 pitches. So that's another reason maybe uh, Hamels is off the list which brings me to this group of Baumgartner, Gray, and Keiko. So Gray, to me, has the most upside on GPPs. I don't know if I'm going to use him in cash as my SB2, but GPPs absolutely love him. I think you can play him on Fandle as well on your GPPs because, you know, he's inconsistent. Yes, but he continues to dominate righties. We know that San Diego is right-handed heavy. We know they strike out an absolute ton. Obviously, the ballpark is an upgrade for Gray. The price point excellent. Love the upside there. Now, Keiko, SB2, in cash, yes. You lock him in. He should be good for six, seven, maybe even eight quality innings. The strikeouts probably aren't going to be there, but that is your safety net in cash, I believe. And Bumgartner is kind of the guy that I'm not really sure what to do with yet. I think you can use him in both, GPPs and cash, but I kind of prefer Gray in GPPs and Keiko in cash a little more than Bumgartner, who's kind of right there. I'll probably get some exposure just because I feel like he's going to be the lower owned of the three, but I don't necessarily love him more than either of the other two.
2: Yeah, the way I'm at, I, I'm kind of like with you. I don't have a strong stand. I think they're all kind of sort of in play to different degrees. But like you talked about, that Toronto lineup, wow, it is better. It's distinctly better. Lots of power there. If you fire up the Oakland IQ, you, you hit the old uh, – you know, there's a lot of green when it comes to ISO, a lot of green when it comes to Woba, but also a lot of red when it comes to strike it out. So, uh, you know, they're more uh, likely to to put up seven or eight homers, and you know, seven or eight homers. That's not the Yankees versus Baltimore. The Yankees hit 16 homers versus Baltimore, by the way, the three-game series. Uh, wow. Wow! Yeah, that was insane. None by Judge, none by Stanton, none by Sanchez, none by Boyd, uh, Hicks, Boyd, yeah. E5, yeah. <laughs> but Topman hit three. There you go. Uh, and like Higgish, Yoka hit two, whatever. I, I, I sent out a tweet this. I was just kind of digging into it for fun. But the point is, is you know, like risk versus reward, that bigger upside, bigger downside. Uh, the Ks here for this Toronto lineup is massive, 26.4% collectively you got Fisher in the lineup at 45% uh, as far as striking out first righties the last two years. And that's 119 at bats. So that's on a monster sample. But that's a big sample Forty-five for 45%. That's a big sample. You know, VGO 27, Vachetta 23. Uh, the only guy not, not in the red is Vladi at 17. So uh, there are definitely Ks to be had. I like to fire up the, uh, the lineup headquarters, You like as you like to call it, Pepsi. I'm not sure if you have it. Did you see who actually has the biggest – uh K-prop today. It is Chris Sale, which is interesting because not the best strikeout matchup, obviously. Boyd being second at seven and a half. And then of course we talked about it. He's at eight straight games now with at least eight K's. Uh Herman at six and a half seems a little low. I don't know. I, I think he gets seven today, but he might get up three, three or four runs, with a couple homers
3: Yeah, I think I'd go over on that. It's interesting. You mentioned Sale at eight and a half and then and Boyd at seven and a half. And then you've got like seven pitchers so I'll sit around the six and a half mark, which kind of shows you how close Vegas expects everybody to be there as well um yeah I just find herman has got the upside there just the price point again I mean I feel like if I'm gonna get to Herman, I might as well go to sale perhaps you know and uh but Herman could be that guy that's a little contrarian because a lot of people are thinking the same we are I mean they're gonna pay down or pay up so it's it's an interesting contrarian play
2: and I hate just kind of like just saying Clevenger's a tournament play and that's it just kind of move on but I think if you're playing a certain number of tournaments tonight you should absolutely put them in your pool like 37 percent K percent in the season granted he's facing a Minnesota team that doesn't strike out a ton and they're, they're patient as well outside of Sano who like has a big strikeout number as well as Castro otherwise they're pretty patient and they're pretty uh you know contact heavy what is he at six and a half as far as his uh his projected case that's a tricky one I don't know what to do with it but if he's going to be five percent owned I think you should work him in some tournaments I'd probably go over as well I'd go over on him as well because
3: I really think that it might only be seven or eight and I think I think Hernandez sits right at seven, to be honest, but I mean if I had to, I had to I had to bet I'd go over on that one as well.
2: So the trash to kind of make everything work, if you're gonna to want to spend up on uh, you know Yankees on Red Sox as far as the best bats, we'll talk about in a second. But to make everything work, Pepsi, we got like Pannoni versus the Yankees lineup that yes, they've been mashing, but like it's still not that great. Not the Pannoni's great. Uh, Hernandez for the Marlins, you know, he he showed K potential in the minors for what it. it's worth like 34-35%. He's in a nice ballpark. He's super cheap. Jorge Lopez, he's throwing baseballs at the Tigers. He, you have to be interested already. Uh, and he's got a ridiculously cheap price. Now, the, the tricky part with him, of course, is how deep is he going to go? Uh, what did he throw, like 50, 50 pitches last time out? Exactly? 4 I want to say. 54, yeah. So what do we think? He jumps up to like between 65 and 75? Is yeah, best case scenario, I think. First, I want to talk about Eric Lauer, who
3: I think is also reasonable. For whatever reason, you don't want to go down into this trash, as Dean called it. But yet, you can't get up to your great Bumgartner and, and Keiko area. Uh, Lauer's interesting. He's been very good to both sides of the plate. A quality start is certainly there against uh, our Colorado team that struggles on the road and versus lefties. And he's handled Desmond and Arenado well to boot. So I, I don't think Lauer is a bad option if you need that extra savings. But uh, yeah, going down here, I mean, Hernandez isn't stressed out either. He's the most talented of the three, but Atlanta is such a tough matchup. They hit the ball, they're patient, they're just frustrated, they don't strike out. Um, and he's not stretched there. So that cross him off our list. Panoni, I mean, come on. I'm not playing him against the Yankees. I don't even care if this line watered down. They still match. No thanks. And uh, Lopez is the guy. I guess if you want to play somebody down here, I probably won't. Rather than going Boyd and Lopez, I'll probably stick with a couple of mid-tier arms like, uh, you know, Bumgartner gray or something like that. But, uh, you know, destroyed off of versus right-handed pitching. They lost Castellanos, which helps make that lineup weaker. They strike out a ton. Lopez isn't good, but Detroit's awful, so there's a possibility that you could see him throw 65 pitches and maybe five decent innings with a handful of Ks. I mean, I don't hate that if you want to load up on one of these two offenses, and at some point, you know, you kind of want to do that tonight. It's really the Yankees and Boston, and then we're not sure who else, so um, that's the way to get the bats in. So I don't know that I'm going to do it, but if I am going to go down there, that's the guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can make the argument that Lopez has been a little bit unlucky. Like his Sierra is one and a half runs lower than his his ERA. Now, granted, his ERA is 619, which is uh, too high. 454 Sierra, you know, a little bit unlucky from a a batting average on balls and play perspective, I suppose. A decent K percent there at 21%. And he has strong baseballs against Detroit, who was, you know, one of the worst offenses in all baseball. And, of course, they strike out plenty as well. Let's go ahead and pull up their specific lineup today because I wanted to see, I wanted to confirm and see, uh, you know, played IQ here as of a 24.5% striking out collectively, uh, and basically everybody's in the red outside of Lugo and Mickey Cabrera and Mercer at the bottom. Mercer only striking out 20%. That's surprising against righties. That's this season at 118 at bats. It's a uh, it's not a good lineup, obviously, and they're not terribly patient either. Six percent as far as their walk rate. I like how you put that on me, like as you call them trash You you don't call these guys trash. Well, speaking, you. they would all strike me out, obviously. I mean.
3: I'm not putting that on you. That's those are your words. You said, "What do you like out of this trash down here?"
2: Uh, all right. So I see some requests in YouTube chat for us to talk, touch on our Yahoo thoughts, maybe during Q and A. You know, I actually did uh, the Yahoo rankings earlier today, so I, I will I will pull it up later in the show because there was a couple prices on there. Uh, you know, fantasy draft a lot of times has similar prices to DK, where it's just you know they kind of like pattern themselves after. It seems to correlate. Vandals in their own little world, but Yahoo's kind of in their own little world, too. But there was a couple pitchers, I believe. I'll pull that up later on in the show. How about that? But Pepsi, give us the old summary as far as uh, pitchers. Uh, give, me, give me a couple strong sentences.
3: Yeah, it's safe. you're playing cash, my SP1 is uh, Aaron Noah across the board completely. My top GBP arm is Boyd. I think Sale's pretty close, especially if the ownership is down. But I kind of feel like I want to wait and see with, with Sale here. Uh, Clevenger, certainly a great contrarian arm. And there's a lot to like in the mid-tier. I mean, I don't even have to have any of those top-tier guys. You know, I think they're all great, but um, there's no one matchup that is a must-play for me tonight. So I'm perfectly fine going into John Gray, Madison Baumgartner, and Dallas Keiko. Limited upside, but uh, Keiko could still throw a complete game shutout um, against that awful Marlins team there. And again, if you're going for value, if you're digging some trash here, uh, it's Jorge Lopez if you have to go that route.
2: Uh, I actually did, went ahead and pulled up my Yahoo rankings for the people out there. And Matt Boyd is a little bit cheaper than the field. Like he's a little bit cheaper. Uh, you know, Boyd is 43 over there. Sale is 50. Nola is 49. Mad Bum is 42. He's a dollar more than Bumgarner. Uh, I have my favorite play as Boyd. And Gray, I think, is a little bit too cheap as well with the potential uh, for Ks there against against San Diego. So if you want a little up on bats, I like the combination of Boyd and Gray. If you want to spend up uh, Sale, Nola, the uh, Bumgarner, then you mentioned Lauer. I like Lauer, too, at 30 bucks. so uh, those, are, those are my top six pitchers as I, have, uh, as I stand right now. Sometimes I go at the end of the show, and I tinker, and I adjust based upon lineups. So as of right now, I got Boyd as my favorite pitcher on Yahoo today when you factor in price. Pepsi, uh, hitters today, as we referenced, eight-gamer, a lot of good pitchers we talked about. Hitting's kind of slim, but give me a player or two, a team or two, a core play. What are we looking at as far as the sticks? I mean, love
3: J.D. Martinez, love the Red Sox bats. You could certainly make a case for Betts or Bogarts here, but J.D.'s the guy. He's matching lefties this year. I mean, what has he got? A 541 and a 495 Heisel versus lefties. And, and, and Peters has been abused by lefties or sort righties throughout his young career here. So, absolutely love J.D. Martinez, and I'm picking just one bat. Uh, that is the guy. Now, you want to get off of him or be a little contrarian. Maybe not so contrarian, but if you were going to get off of J.D., or the Red Sox, it's got to be Aaron Judge. Again, this guy's also mashing in lefties. That Jay's bullpen is awful. Good hitting environment. So those are my top two bats. I'd say in cash you know, or GPPs. It's Shady it's Martinez. And my favorite uh, home run slash uh, GPP upside bat would
2: probably be Judge. And I expect them both to be very popular tonight. Going to go around the horn in a second, give our favorite plays in each position. Pepsi, just want to let you know, the YouTube, YouTube chat's giving you the business. They said for a second there, I thought I was watching Dean with uh, Danny Bonaducey. I'm sure Where's you've it? heard that once or twice in your life. Who is it? You've never heard the name Danny Buddy. You've went your entire life, all 27 years of your life, <laughs> and never heard anybody call you Danny Buddy Nucci like? That is correct. I have no idea who that is. Really? He's a yeah. famous red-headed American actor from years ago. I believe he's I on... Some I mean, shows. I probably would recognize him, I guess. I'm not very good with, uh, with actors' names. What has he been in that I should... I think know? the Partridge family. That dates the reference. But I think the Partridge family is what he's most famous for. I never watched that. I He had some like celebrity. I think he had a reality show like in VH1 where he might have been like on, uh, you know, uh, the uh, <laughs> uh, he might have been on the Barry Bonds program potentially. I might really sure. Uh, does he have a DFS championship belt? I, I do not believe so. No. Yeah. Any any baseball rings? I, well, no. I mean, do you have those on the ready, by the way? I, I, you should have the props like the carrot, <laughs> uh, you know, redhead type. But uh, isn't that close in the room? You got the rings. You got the the belt. Is that not in the vicinity? Or is yeah,
3: it's not really. No, it's not in the vicinity at all. Sorry, I can't represent them. But I've shown them on previous shows. So the belt, I'm pretty sure you can find somewhere on here. That one's easy.
2: I think that's actually your stock picture when they show you. Like they show you. Uh, you know, when we introduced you, say so this is Pepsi Seven, and then it's you holding up a a championship belt. So congratulations on that, Pepsi. I'm stalling because I don't want to talk about catchers. But, uh, <laughs> Do I? They're um, so
3: bad. I mean, it's if you if you got the money to spend, you're not going to spend a lot. Brian McCann's at 39; it's decent, know the order. I don't love to pick on Hernandez. Obviously, the ballpark's not great. Um, Sandy Leone's probably the guy you go to next. I'm looking to save a bit of money. Max Stassi, I guess you want to completely punt it. He's got home run upside at some point. I mean, it's, it, it's does he? I mean,
2: he does. I mean, the wall's there. The Green Monster's there. All 37 feet of it. Last uh, time Max Nassi hit a homer, Danny Bonaducci, was starring in the Partridge family. <laughs> sure. It was pretty. I didn't say a lot. I'm just saying he wanted to punt. You got <laughs> a guy that's $2,100. I'm
3: just trying to think, is there anybody cheaper down there at the 2000 or something? I didn't see it. But uh, it's terrible. For, those are the three guys I'm looking at. I think, I think St. Leon's the guy i probably have the most exposure to. Not that I love him, just that you know, Boston's going to score some runs. He's probably not gonna be that popular just because you're going to use other Red Sox. But um, Leon's going to have guys on base. He's facing weak pitching. You know he's probably the guy i think mccann's obviously a better hitter but again i don't really want to pick on hernandez i don't love the ballpark so it's uh it's not pretty but i'll rank him mccann leo and then straight
2: up punt whether it's Stassi or something at 2k i'm perfectly fine with that on a on fantasy draft thankfully you do not have to play yes. uh, you don't have to play a catcher over there that's very nice Fandu as well yeah on Fanduel as well you don't have to do so uh by the way, Pepsi on fantasy draft. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but rake-free DFS is a thing, which of course means 100 of entry fees paid out the winners 100 percent of the time. I I cannot wait to smash that for football. They're, they're in the uh, they're in the forums and they they said uh, big things are coming. Check out the RG forums and there you know there's a fantasy draft rep in there, and I'm excited because I'm, I'm much looking forward to playing a lot of money over there if I can only have to pay like $50 rake as opposed to like a thousand or so give or take. But uh, that's a month down the road. Of course, you can play baseball, too. But I imagine the football contest will be bigger than the baseball contest. Uh, Pepsi, I talked about catchers being bad tonight. I think first base stinks, too. Are you with yeah. me in this? I don't like first base either. I, I
3: really don't like two guys, really. I, I think if you can pay for anybody. I like Freeman. I really like Freeman. You know, that's- and, you know I mean, that's, that's obvious. But we can't. So Sam Travis is probably going to be the guy I use a ton. He's cheap. I've always liked the kid. I mean, he's starting to come around a little bit. He's, he's got the splits in his favor, middle of that lineup for Boston. Sure, he could turn into Mitch Moreland at some point, but I'm fine because he's, he's so cheap there industry-wide, you know. So those are the two guys I use the most. I mean, I guess you can make a case for Michael Chavis where he's first page eligible. Justin Smokes a little cheaper than maybe he should, but I don't love the matchup. I mean, the only guy that I like the price point and the matchup in the ballpark is Sam Travis, and that's the guy I probably gonna use the most.
2: I just don't like the player, Sam Travis, but I like everything else. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, he's a better hitter than he's what he's shown, I think. It seemed like that all year long, I was talking about him being, you know, going to be a pretty good hitter, uh, even though he was struggling early on and he's come around. And Travis has been better. So, uh, you know, I mean, hey, if you can get the Freeman great, I don't think it's necessary again, though, because of the ballpark and the
2: pitching matchup. I think you're better to save the money with Travis and hope for three good at-bats and uh, spend the money elsewhere. I'm curious where the ownership lies uh, as far as first base today because it is just it's, – it's bad. And, yeah, like, it is, do you want if you have one big spin on this slate, do you want it to be Freeman in Marlins Park? Of course, he could beat up Hernandez, wouldn't shock us. That bullpen's obviously terrible as well. But, you know, I'd rather him be home. I yeah, don't know. You might
3: as well spend that money on uh, J.D., Betts, Bogarts, um, you know, Judge. I mean, I'd rather go Travis and Judge than, than go Freeman and, and a punt in the That's for sure. So, I mean, if you can get there, great. Um, but it's not necessary. I will say also I don't mind Carlos Santana. I don't mind some of these lefties versus Gibson. Gibson, we didn't really talk about him, really. Good real-life pitcher, not a guy that I want to pick on. But again, there's offense lacking everywhere outside of New York and Boston here, so I think the Indians could be a little interesting. So I don't mind that as a contrarian play as well. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, I'm going to be heavy on Travis, and I know he's likely going to be chalky, but I'm okay with that. I can go with the chalky savings at first and try to win it with the rest of my lineup.
2: Yeah, I just pulled up the ownership percentages, of course, as they're always fluid. Jamino is multitasking. His team hard at work as well, so I'm sure – uh, with these ownership projections. Just one of the things you get with the RG Premium, uh, and they will be tinkered with up the lock, obviously. Uh, but as of right now, Pepsi, we're seeing Travis at, like you said, 21%. I could, I can deal with that. I'm perfectly happy with that. And Freeman's at 12 for what it's worth. Um, but And then the rest is just sort of, it's just spread out all over the place, I suppose. Uh, but the whole Freeman thing is it comes down like a 2v2, right? And it's like, well, okay, what's the difference in Freeman and another first baseman versus like a cheaper outfield versus JD Martinez. That's kind of the interesting conversation I've been having when kind of building lineups, and it's like, well, do you like the 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 four point five K outfielder more than you like you know the mid tier first baseman? I don't know. It's it's tricky. The answers, yes. I would rather
3: have Travis, like I said, and a Judge or JD versus Freeman and a you know a punt outfielder.
2: Keystone position, Pepsi, Does it get any prettier? Is there anybody you like here at second?
3: Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, you got to love LeMahieu. This guy's just been a monster all season long. You know, he's leading off on, on the road here. Couldn't get five at-bats in there. It's uh, quite expensive. And if you go down to a guy like Travis, maybe that allows us to get to a guy like LeMahieu. Outside of him, there's not a guy that I must play. Again, you can use Michael Chavis here. If you're trying to be a little different with Boston, he tends to get overlooked. We know he's got the power. Uh, Ozzy Elby's, again, we can use these lefties for the, the Braves. We talked about some of these Blue Jays, young bats, they're in play versus Hermon. But again... I don't really love any of the matchups here, you know? So Peraza is pretty cheap, I guess, versus Hamels. If you want to save some money here, that's where I went to. Um, but basically, I had a lot of LeMayhew, a lot of Peraza. And I'm going to get some Shavis as well, but it's not a position that, that I really love outside of LeMayhew.
2: Yeah, I don't want to pick on Boyd, but Boyd has been yielding some homers and Merrifield, but he gets on base against them. You know, this is the old BBP the kind of sort of somewhat, this is the things I start digging into on an eight-game slate that, you know, maybe I'm looking for somewhat of an edge, but, uh, 15 hits and 34 at bats, whatever. That's cool. That's fine. Yep. Uh, six extra base hits. But this is what kind of jumped out to be Pepsi. Uh, he was on base, you know, 15 times, well, give or take, depending on if you like the player's choice and all that. Five doubles, a triple, five still on bases against Matt Boyd. Like he's a you lefty. Say? You know, traditionally they say, well, you lefties are much harder to steal, and that's kind of the rule. But I'm just seeing that Merrifield sees it. He sees him well. He sees his move well. That, that's what it tells me. Yeah, I agree. How many strikeouts for Merrifield versus Boyd? Uh, six and 34 at bats. It's not too bad.
3: So, I mean, again, we we know Boyd will go up the, the hard hits to the righties here. So Merrifield is the one royal that I like even as a one-off if I'm not stacking the raw. So I'm perfectly fine with that as well. And the price point's reasonable. You know, if you want to go off on a Mayhew, you don't want to go down to a Shavis, say, I'm fine with that mid-range price point in Merrifield. But, uh, you know, again, I don't love it. Boyd's a pretty good pitcher. Um, I might go down to a guy like Peraza to save some money there again. Uh, with Travis and Peraza as your first and second baseman, maybe Sandy Leone's your catcher, a couple of mid-tier pitchers. Now you can do things like Judge, Betts, Martinez, and the other field, which I had some fun with when I was tinkering earlier.
2: I pulled up the uh, premium leaderboards and the plate IQ just to kind of see what the stolen, bet, stolen base threat was as far as Merrifield. I was curious. Uh, Quinn is the first guy versus Madbomb, which is kind of interesting. I'm not even sure if he's going to crack the lineup or not. And then a couple guys against Gray. Um, but they do have – well, Billy Hamilton's. you know, he can go in anybody obviously. But we do have Merrifield. He's on the board. He's in like the top 15 or so. Is like jumping as far as a stolen base threat rating. That's just one thing. We don't really talk about so much, but that's another thing uh, that's that's in the old RG premium. What else do you have for me at second, or do you want to move on to the hot corner? I think we move on. There's not much more I want to talk about at second base, to be honest. What do you want to talk about as far as third?
3: Third's deep. Third's a lot deeper. Third's probably the toughest position for me as I was playing around with what I want to do here, and a lot of expensive bats here. I think we want to pay up. I mean – you know, Ursula has been swimming the bat really well, and I'm going to play him. He's expensive, but you know he's batting no Yankees lineup. I really like him. I think he's a good spot. You can pay LeMay, play Lemay, play Lemayhew here as well. Rafael Devers, Dean, a guy that I always talk about. You know, he always gets ignored versus the lefties. That's another contrarian way. Him and Chavez and Leon are contrarian ways to get to Boston. Um, you know, to be a little different. You got Chris Bryant versus a lefty, Suarez versus a lefty. Um, you know, there's a lot to like here. The top of the Indians lefties and Jose Ramirez. I'm going to even talk about Nolan Arenado versus, versus a lefty as well here. So there's a lot to like. I would say that Lemayhu and Ursula are the top two bats for me here. Then maybe aronado sneaks in there. I don't think he's going to be all that popular. Anytime I get him versus a lefty, I'm interested. And again, guys like Bryant, Devers, and Ramirez are going to get overlooked here. And, uh, you know, they're interesting. But uh, it's a deep, deep position at third
2: base. It's interesting. You mentioned aronado and somebody before previously asked about Yahoo and Yahoo adjusts their their prices pretty, you know, frequently, and it's just based upon recent performance and all sorts of stuff. is uh, fourteen bucks over there, Pepsi, and I'm not sure how well you know. Uh,
3: you know. can't play on Yahoo. I'm not. I'm Canadian. They're biased, so uh, I don't really follow it too much, unfortunately.
2: Well, there, there you go. You answered my question. I was. I was. Saying, I'm not sure how much you play over there. You play zero over there. <laughs> uh, but just to kind of put things uh, relatively speaking, DJ De Mayhew is twenty five bucks. Uh, you know, Bryant's 19, A.U. Suarez is $19. I like him there versus Cole Hamels. I know Cole Hamels has given up less homers this year as he has previously, but I, I do like him uh, historically versus lefties. You know, Jose Ramirez is, is 21, so no, is 18. All these guys are cheap, are more expensive than Arnado, is 14. So I think he's a pretty interesting play over there. Obviously, we know how he should lefties. Obviously, we know it's a ballpark downgrade, but that's for sure baked in. And you mentioned Lauer. Like, Lauer's got to get by basically Story and Arnado, and that's essentially it with the rest of that lineup. Uh, the chat is asking me, they want to get me riled up and trying to hit all the sevens. They want my thoughts on Jonathan VR hitting the Cycle Villar Day. And you want, you want to know what my thoughts are? This is great, actually. Uh, Twitter, uh, somebody who follows me on Twitter let me know this, so thank you for that, for listening. Uh, but Jonathan VR hit for the Cycle of the other Day. He got a single like in the ninth inning or so in a the game, they were getting pummeled. Shocker. He said he didn't even know he hit the cycle. That's how worthless a cycle is. <laughs> he had no idea he had a cycle. That's how meaningless and how useless it actually is. There you go. That's yeah. my thoughts on it.
3: Two things on that. First of all, I've been all over VR a few times, call him a jack-in-the-bag, call him out, and he didn't have good nights. And, of course, he hits the cycle. and didn't have any exposure to him. And a lot of times we've seen guys hit what looked like, you know, they could have multiple bases and stop at first. Just oh. a cycle. We've seen it before, right? Guy, it's a bloop double or a bloop single. It's easily a double or it's a long single cut off, and the guy just goes to first and starts to celebrate when it's like seconds there. Now, here's the question for you. I think I know the answer. Egregious. You're a major league baseball player. You're winning eight-one, so you don't need the runs. You need the single in the ninth, and you hit it. But you could probably stretch it to two. Are you going to second? I'm taking second. I'm oh. taking second too. I mean, the cycle's cool, but I'm taking the extra base. That's just the—I only know how to play one way, if it's there for me, I'm taking it. Even though I know I need the cycle,
2: I'm still well, taking the, the score's like seventeen to one, and they're gonna like throw at me for hustling too hard, like the next at bat or the next game or something like that. Maybe I kind of temper it for a second. But. I don't think you get thrown out for hustling
3: in for a double. I mean, stealing a base at that point, yeah, yeah. but hustling in a second? I
2: don't, I don't know the unofficial rules of baseball. I need Amir Garrett to explain them to me or something like that because I don't I don't know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but but the fair part of that is like the flip side of that, inverse part of that is like you need a triple or a double, and they try to stretch like a standard signal into a double or a triple. And it's like, well, why are you hustling this hard now, only now? Right. You've seen that before, I'm sure, right, where guys yeah, – yeah, yeah. So, if I get it, you kind of got to go for it, I guess. But not if you
3: know you're clearly going to be out. I'm all for aggression. But yeah, it's a guy like Mickey Cabrera that jogs to first in every single. Now he's going to second because he needs it for the cycle. But uh, it's still fun to talk about. But the I, chat
2: It's not fun to talk. I didn't enjoy the last three minutes. Yeah. Of this, you know, but, uh, the chat funny. wants to know, Pepsi, have you ever hit for the cycle? Or you probably don't know if you did. That's how worthless it is. You know what, Actually, I'm trying you
3: to think of that. that. Have I done that before? I don't. Maybe I haven't. You only, you only bang homers. You don't get singles. <laughs> I try to. Um, that's a good question. I, I don't – I mean, if I did, I didn't – I don't remember it strongly, obviously, many years ago. But,
2: uh, yeah, you're I don't know You so fresh that. homers in softball. Like, you, know, you can only hit so many, and then all of a sudden they turn outs?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way you have to do it now. Like, depending on the level you're at, you get so many home runs to hit and things like that. So, uh, it makes it so that everybody – you know, the game doesn't go 45, 44 and take four hours, I guess. I mean, it's kind of dumb. But everybody's kind of incorporated that a little bit. And maybe it makes you a little bit better of a hitter when you know you can't just smash one out. you got to smash from the gap somewhere. But, uh, yeah, offhand, I can't remember hitting for the cycle. So I don't know if it, I didn't really care
2: or uh, if it's one of those things where I haven't done it yet. Let's jump to the outfield, Pepsi. We talked about uh, J.D. Martinez, of course, teammate. Mookie Betts, really strong play as well. Uh, off the board, I suppose, is Acuna. But Acuna, you know, is on, on pace. I think he's I on pace for 30. 30. Shortstop, team. I think we skipped shortstop, my friend. Oh, man. Let's talk about shortstop. Damn it. It was a perfect show, too. I, you know, not really, but it was a good show. It was a fine show. Shortstop. Go ahead, Short. I mean, I understand. You get rattled. And you get rattled every time you <laughs> the cycle. The yeah. sevens will
3: start to flow now that you skipped an entire That's position. Reasonable. It happens. But whoever brought up the cycle really derailed the show. So it's not yeah. on you. It's not it's on like you. It's a Mexican no-hitter. You can't do that today. me. I mean, for me, it's shortstop is Bogarts. I mean, that's the guy I want. And, I, and I, I preach about it all the time when we're on the Red Sox heavy. Guys load up at bets and JD and don't always get to Bogarts. And the last time I said, guys, you got to get exposure to him, he had the multi-homer game. He could certainly do it again tonight. Um, I even like the idea of maybe skipping a bets to go to a Bogarts or skipping a JD to go to a Bogarts in some lineups just to differentiate my lineups. And uh, I'll be doing some of that tonight. Aside from Bogarts, I don't love anything else here. I mean, there's options. Again, is pretty cheap. and That's probably what I'll end up doing here if I get off of Bogart's on the lineup just to save some money because, yeah, there's some options we can throw up here, you know, but other than maybe a Trevor Story, who's actually the one guy, Well, who I think is interesting along with Arnauto, there's just not a lot to like. It's kind of like that mid-tier in pitching where there's a bunch of guys that are good, that all should be decent, but I don't have to have any of them.
2: Yeah, uh, Story, another potential jack-in-the-bag candidate, the aforementioned Acuna in the outfield um yeah and like you mentioned Bogarts the tricky part again is like we can't just play the top pitchers and the top hitters uh is Bogart somebody that like when you're ranking big spends like I don't know if Bogarts is that guy of course you know you make a Boston stack and you, you settle on one or, the, one or two of those crap pitchers or a couple guys in the mid-tier you could sort of make it work how much do you prioritize them is sort of the question I'm asking I think I'm going to
3: prioritize it tonight because I think it's going to be a little different. Eight games slate, Boston's going to be popular. So like I said, I think instead of going J.D. and bets together, say, I might end up with some Bogarts and Betts and Bogarts and J.D. Just to be different. I don't love shortstops. So Bogarts is a guy that I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be heavily on. And, uh, you know, I just I feel like he's the least owned of those three for sure all the time. And I've had some big nights with that strategy because guys want bets and Martinez if they get two Red Sox. And I'm going the other way. I'm going
2: to get me some Bogarts. What's your general thoughts on this uh, Cubs-Cincinnati game? It's expected to be hot. It looks like the wind is blowing out towards right field, which is, works out perfectly with two you know, southpaws in the mound. We feel, I feel like we haven't talked about that game much. Of course, at first base, it's you know, lefty on left. Doesn't mean you can't play it, but it's not the most appealing thing. <clears throat> uh, what's your general thoughts here? And, and you know, Hamels and Wood, you know, competent pitchers, but they're competent pitchers all around. What are we doing with this game?
3: Yeah, I'm gonna be uh under the field, Nick, in this one. I don't like it. I think the pitchers do a good job. I don't even like the guys that have the splits in their favors necessarily, like Bryant, uh, you know, Bryant and Castellanos and what have you. So I'm I'm kind of avoiding the game and hoping both Hamilton would pitch well. I know I mean, like I know it's hot. I know that the ballpark's good, but as you like to say, you still gotta hit the ball. And I think both these pitches are good enough that I don't want to pick them. You ready for outfield? I know I was like eight
2: minutes ago, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. It's I already set the table. Uh, go ahead and put some forks on it. Okay, so obviously Boston's is
3: number one. The Yankees, number two. That's pretty easy. A couple of things I want to talk about before I give you just three names, which I always like to throw just three random names out there. Nobody's going to own Mike Trout tonight. He's too expensive. He's facing a sale. I just think that's really interesting. I, I don't know why. I just feel like that's really interesting. On the road, in Fenway. I like the idea of Trout. Somehow I'm going to get him into a lineup. Um, and also Justin Upton's pretty cheap. I don't necessarily love Upton here. But uh, he's really cheap industry wide. So I don't mind using him even in cash just because of you know, wherever he's cheap. Three names for you Nick Castellanos. So if there's one bat I like versus Wood, it is Castellanos. Reasonable price tag as well. You see O'Pleague's a guy that's underpriced, I think. And he's got jack in a bag upside, as you mentioned, for a coon as well. And Nick Senzel is the Cincinnati bat that I like. And that's price point. Obviously, Suarez is the better option, but Senzel's a little cheaper. So those three bats that I find that are reasonably priced in decent matchups. And it's tough from the outfield because. You know, again, the offense is tough to come by. There's not a lot of bats that stand out. Obviously, my number one guy is J.D. Judge is two. Betts is three. It's hard to get those guys in there, though, so you're going to need some value.
2: Again, these ownerships, uh, the projections are fluid, but take a guess where Trout is currently owned. And obviously, like, it's a good reason why it's down, even though it's an eight-game slate. Like, there's much better spots that are popping, and who wants to pick on uh, Chris Sale? But as of right now, his ownership is, is projected for less than 5%. I was going to say five for Troy. Oh, actually. Yeah. yeah, I asked you to guess, and then I took okay. it away. I apologize. So if it's less than five, I would have been close. Well, you would have won both showcase both okay showdowns. Um, Pepsi, let's, let's go ahead and let's jump and do, do the little screen share. Before we do that, uh, you know, I wanted to show the expert survey, but let's just give a glimpse. Let's give a shout-out to Jamino Pepsi. Let's just give a shout-out. I'm just going to skim through his NFL preseason DFS primer week one. Okay. Just look at, the, look at the words. I'm not sure if you're playing uh, the home version along with me or not. I'm not. A game by game breakdown, all 11 games tonight. This is, if you're playing DFS preseason NFL, you should absolutely get yourself. I mean, this is insane. The words he wrote for a bunch of dudes that I've never heard of. (laughs) I don't know who's playing. Uh, Of course, he also has, you know how you have to line up HQ with the tags as far as your best plays, uh, your cash game plays, your core plays, and all that. Uh, You can simplify it that way. I'm playing it. I'm just going to basically play his core plays and see what happens. I think I'm out there. Uh, i definitely out there for head-to-head. If, if you want to come at me with Jamino's uh, with tags, I just want to shout out Jamino. So uh, a lot of work goes into that. So just want to uh, recognize that. Now let's jump to something that takes much less work, Pepsi. You were on uh, <laughs> yourself for the win. <laughs> yourself, Stevie, Beansy, SDL cards, uh, unanimously. You guys all oh, like J.D. Martinez as your favorite hitter. I'm a little surprised that that's unanimous, to be perfectly honest.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised too that I'm seeing that. I usually not the best cast game option,
2: but he just he's just absolutely murdered lefties this year. It's tough to fade him. Yeah, I just generally lean bets over him. He hits higher in the order. He's got the wheels too, which is like an extra out. Uh, You know, I I just I understand, and he's not dealing with the back. Not saying like he's going to get the hook or anything, but just a little bit of concern as far as JD. It's funny.
3: Sorry to cut you off, dude. It's funny because I originally put bets in there, and then I started digging into the numbers. I'm just like, man, I don't think I can walk away from JD. And these numbers are just insane here. He's hitting the ball well and actually changed it to JD
2: and then did the write up from there. Uh, your favorite tournament play is, is, is a Judge. I'm curious. He's like the one guy that's, I don't want to say slumping, but disappointed, I say, with the Yankees. But they just kind of walked them a ton as well, too. I mean, I, what do we do with like Talkman who's going nuts and Mabin? Like these guys are just priced up way too high. Of course, you can play him in tournaments. So who knows how long Pinotti's going to you know, stick around in the game as far as left on left for And I don't you know if that matters so much these days. Um, of course you like Nola uh, means is on sale I think I have a slight link to sales too but I just I don't have a strong take unfortunately I wish I did but you have Nola over sale as far as your cash games and for tournaments you like John Gray and we kind of talked to that well we have a lot of just yet for, for San Diego I presume it's a bunch of uh, righties that have power but also would strike out
3: it is not that I can see yet I mean no, they only have two lefties like right they got Hosmer and maybe Naylor like they, they can only put two lefties out there anyway
2: uh, the catcher is a uh, switch hitter. Uh, what's this? Uh, oh, yeah, Mejia. Yeah, that's yeah. right, too. But we're, we're not, not
3: afraid of him anyway, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, what else do we have here that's worth talking about? Your far is there, you know, you got, as uh, your cheap pitcher is Keiko, and you might have to go cheaper than that, Pepsi. I know it, you don't want to, but the, you might have to go cheaper. Who's your favorite garbage SP2? I know you mentioned before, but feel free to reiterate.
3: Yeah, it's Jorge Lopez, and uh, I'm not proud of it, but uh, he's dirt cheap. Tigers are awful versus Reddies. They will strike out you might get your four or five half-decent innings and allow you to get all the bats in. So it's a way to go.
2: Start to start. Yeah, the chat's getting on me for sitting on the fence. I, I will take stands. I'm just not really taking a stand tonight on the pitching because it's so – it's really close. And I think if you look at the bat, like all the numbers are fairly close as well too. Uh, questions are starting to load up in the chat. Of course, you guys are on YouTube. D-Train's uh, going to grab those as well. Going to knock out as many as possible before you step aside and get out of here. Pepsi, you like – every like Sam Travis is a salary saver, which means he's a really interesting tournament fade for me. Uh, you talk about Trout as a guy you're afraid of not having exposure, uh, ownership to. And if he's going to be 5% owned, I understand it's Chris Sale, but still it's it's Trout. And also Sale's been giving up a lot of homers to righties.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, and that park obviously is a good one for righties as well.
2: Yeah. Uh Well, there, that's just an example. There's more here to and it. it gets more in depth as we go on. Little analytics as well. Don't want to show the entire entire thing. Just kind of give you guys a sense as far as what are the tools we have here. I did want to see anything as far as uh umpire data pepsi that we have that's it's fruit?
3: not great it was uh you know we, we didn't really get uh you know from what i could see there wasn't an extreme pitchers umpire anywhere um and we didn't really have an extreme hitters umpire anywhere other than uh in miami for keiko so i mean you know keiko's out of guys looking for strikeouts anyway so i don't think it hurts him too much but everywhere else was fairly neutral um like i said not uh, we didn't get nola and we didn't get gray yet either so it's just you
2: know, well, you hit the old refresh button, Pepsi, and uh, Nola's got an extreme hitter's umpire for what it's worth. Nola, extreme hitter's umpire. Mad Bum, extreme hitter's umpire. And uh, Keiko and Hernandez, also extreme hitter's umpire. No umpire data just yet, but like you said, for Gray. Uh, and again, we uh-huh. talked about those K-props kind of seeing sale, despite his recent scuffles, despite the Angels, as the biggest K-prop on the board, eight and a half. Uh, and as far as ownership, we're seeing Gray, because we the world of a salary cap, and he's cheaper the rest of those guys and there's a big okay potential against that San Diego lineup there are a lot of questions loading up here in chat Pepsi as they're loading up give me this three guys that are going to homer tonight give me your favorite stacks and if you happen to have who's going to bang one and swipe one
3: all right the Boston Red Sox are going to be chalky, but they're the best stack if you're looking for pure offense I like the Yankees a lot for obvious reasons but I also think you can stack Yankees three through six and again they're expensive they're not household names a lot of them I think that's an interesting way to go if you want to be a little contrarian with the Yankees. Uh, the third stack's the toughest one of It's you know because it's it's Yankees, it's Boston. Then who? I'm going to say Atlanta. It's an easy top four to stack. You can go with the fifth guy, McCann, if you're on DK for your catcher. Um, you know that Miami bullpen's not good. The ballpark isn't very good, so I figure you know you're going to get some lower ownership in Atlanta. So I'll give you the Braves as my third. Uh, home runs, top tier, JD Martinez, mid tier, uh, Aheenio Suarez, and then for value, I like Sam Travis. And my jack-in-the-bag, Dean, I know you like to guess. It's a tough one tonight, but
2: would you like to guess, take a stab at it, jack-in-the-bag? Well, you said you say it's tough. I was going to say Acuna, or I was going to say, like, Story or something like that. Um, Merrifield? I got uh, Yassir Puig, actually. Oh, okay. I don't – yeah, I don't – we kind of ignored that, but I'm okay with the Cleveland side uh, against Gibson. Like, it's – I don't seek out picking a Gibson, but again, right. you're basically going to run into a bunch of good pitchers no matter where you go, essentially – all right, lots of questions here, Pepsi. Judge or JD in cash?
3: I mean, if you're sitting there and you're in love with one or the other, if you're, you know, if you're in love with Judge and thinking, am I missing something? I really like Judge. I won't talk you off him. But for me, it's JD in cash.
2: Uh, is there a reason for Sheamus to be $13 and Renfro to be $12 on Yahoo? It's probably recent performance. Like, that's what Yahoo does, basically. You've got to take advantage of uh, how their price is kind of like... You see, th- their pricing is... a. Uh, distinctly wrong quote-unquote wrong more often than not because of recent trends and all that not not exactly sure their algorithm but you know i wouldn't necessarily freak out because like some guys too cheap whatever and apparently according to the chat uh renfro has bbp which i was not aware of you mentioned Eugenio suarez as far as one of your homers i like him too but put up against uh chris bryant does he beat him out
3: man that's tough i mean he's a little cheaper too so i'll stick with suarez Chad says that Gibson's
2: been great lately. Your thoughts on Kyle Gibson?
3: Yeah, not against Cleveland. I mean, there's too many good pitchers in that same price range that have, you know, better potential in terms of upside and safety. I mean, you know, Cleveland doesn't strike out. Their lineup is much deeper. They're very contact-oriented. Can Gibson throw a quality start? Sure. That's his upside. That's it to me. And he could easily go up four or five runs versus this offense too. So, I like Gibson overall, and we've used him a lot. White Sox, Toronto, he's owned these guys in the right matchup. I just don't think tonight's the right matchup, especially when you've
2: got 11 quality arms out there tonight. I think this one's easy, Pepsi. Pick one of these uh, Yankees, Romine or Ford. That's Ford. Yeah. Uh, Favorite Royal to pick versus Boyd. I made it pretty clear who my favorite Royal is.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. It's Merrifield easily.
2: Uh, Albies or Donaldson in a Brave stack. Uh, They're both the same price for what it's worth. I'm going to go Albies. He's hot. He can steal bases. Um, lefty
3: versus right. You Got the splits there. I'm going to go with Albies.
2: Uh, Louis Brinson. You know, this is this guy was good enough to trade for Kristen uh, Yelich along with <laughs> a couple of the guys. Uh, he's super super cheap, and you're looking for some punts. Uh, he's 2.3 K on DK. He's probably like four and change at fantasy he draft. He's batting fifth. Uh, there is some talent there, and he's shown flashes. To be honest, I don't know what he's done in the minors. Uh, you know, he got called up obviously a couple days ago. How do you feel about him as a punt? Like, if he makes everything else work, I'm not going to talk you out of it. And I might close my eyes and play him too. Yeah, I think a GBP
3: is to open up some salary. I don't mind it. You know what I mean? Like I said, you, you get like um, Sandy Leone catch catcher, Travis at first, Peraza somewhere in your lineup. You throw a Brinson in there. And you can pick the rest of your lineup, you know, pretty much do whatever you want, which I don't mind. But in cash, I'd stay away. That's just not a good hitter in general. So I, I think it's a, it's a better play in GBP is just to open up salary and uh, don't expect anything. Give me a high price player tonight that's going to stink. Well, that's a good question. High-priced Who's going to be done? Um, I'll say Charlie Blackman. He's just too expensive. Also, Nelson Cruz, maybe a little bit oof option. Nelson Cruz versus Clevenger. I'll say that he's not worth paying for tonight.
2: Yeah, the greatest 39-year-old. Well, no, Barry Bonds are the greatest 39-year-old season ever. It was absolutely insane. He got walked 38% of the time, and he was 39. He put up insane numbers. Like, now, was, he not, was he not 37 which is
3: usually way past your prime, when he had the home run record? That was 2001, maybe? I don't remember exactly the year of it, but that, I mean, when he hit the, how many did he hit now? 74? 73 73 is it? And I think he did that, like, mid 30s right 36 37 I think 73 homers in 2001 something in chat confirmed or I, but more yeah, or less I don't confirm how old he was but i mean i think he was 36 going on 37 which is also insane i know we might have had some help but i like to think that everybody else in baseball had some help too and he just uh
2: was one of the few that got caught hand-eye coordination is a thing too like you, it doesn't whatever it's recover whatever it's yeah. not worth getting into yeah no matter how big you are you still gotta hit a change up uh so rank these dudes jd judge and mookie yep <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that order or you just like all three or what that order uh all right uh, let's do this. let's scroll down I'm knocking out some more questions i apologize if you see any a cleveland or atlanta stack it sounds like you're on that atlanta stack
3: yeah but i, I cleveland would be next i think that you know so it's, it's cleveland it's atlanta then cleveland but they're fairly close is your boy boba sheck in a two or three homers
2: tonight he's not gonna homer tonight he, he could still have a multi-eight game though Okay, so four thousand dollars or less on DK, your favorite outfielder. Is it Puig? Is he four thousand? He's four. He's throwing
3: there right now. I think he was forty-two hundred. Four thousand uh, or less. I'm not prepared for that question. Ray right. oh. is three-eight. Hmm. mail? I would probably say Senzel because I mentioned him earlier. I think he's one of the Reds guys leading off versus uh, Hamels that has a shot. So I'd
2: probably say Senzel. Sam Travis also outfield eligible for what it's worth. Yes, and I prefer that actually at thirty-eight. Brinson or Castro? Ugh like that's true yeah well oh, geez all right we got to step us out and get out of here pepsi uh, let's end strong again crunch times on layaway we got you got cardi and all the sample sizes along with roth we'll tell you what's going down as far as the weather if it's lurking pepsi finish strong give me something good maybe something we have uh, we haven't necessarily focused on or something you want to reiterate there's 11 good pitchers
3: out there, guys. You don't have to have the top pitcher, So uh, figure out a way to be different with your offense and, and get get a couple of mid tier arms there. I really like some of these mid tier arms, like Gray and Bumgarner, for example. That's probably my favorite combination out there. Uh, we can be different too. Yankees three through six, and guys like Chavis and uh, and Leone. And i missed missing one more Red Sox bat in there. Uh, Sam Travis. Those are ways you can be different with Boston as well. Pepsi, Dean, we're out of here. Holler. Enjoy your baseball.